very sensitive. It's just because they're the like, ones you put in your ears, and usually I wear the like over headphones ones. So I'm like a bit like trying to figure out which way they sit comfortably. Yeah. <laughs> I think that I think that's fine. I can hear you pretty well. So. Okay. Good. Yeah. Well, I've started recording. Oh. Hi! Hi! Welcome to Chips and Beans! 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 Chips and Beans! Oh my goodness! This is a landmark episode. It is! This is the first time that Bridget and I have recorded this podcast not in the same room and yeah we're testing this out to see how it works but i'm really impressed with technology at the moment yeah technology has really pulled its weight over the last few weeks mm. much more than our government lol 100 <laughs> percent. well done technology thank you yeah so um cassie and i are both self-isolating um or distancing social distancing social distancing um which i think a lot of people are they've just announced that they're closing the pubs and restaurants but not take away food so i did panic buy ooey vegan before i realized that takeaways were still kind of staying open so i just (laughs) am very full because i just ate a giant vegan takeaway but no regrets (laughs) good i'm glad you're contributing to independent business to be fair like yeah, Uwe are an independent business. Yeah, get get the Uwe Bristol while you still can, guys. Mm. Yeah. So we're using Google Hangout, which I, I have never used before, um, which is really cool. And yeah. it's I you because you can have multiple people on it, can't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Burning Eye use it for conference calls, and Clive and I. This is how Clive and I communicate once a week generally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so we'll see how it goes. Hopefully you can, I'm recording, so you should be able to hear me. Hopefully you can hear Bridget really well too. We did a little test, um, but we'll see how we go. I mean, I would much rather be doing this in person with Bridget. I know, I know. I miss you so much. I miss you so much. Um, we're only on week one. It's a bit weird, isn't it? I've gone through a range of emotions. I think I've gone through like the seven stages of, what is it? Acceptance, grief, whatever it is. Yeah. Where I've like been angry, I've been in denial, I've tried to bargain with the universe and now I've just kind of accepted it, that it's happening, this is reality. I think there's been a lot of disassociation going on for a lot of people because this definitely feels like some kind of weird dystopic sci-fi shit yeah um i have to say that i have never felt so fucking privileged in my whole life because i have a job where i can easily work from home and our office is closed and i have so many friends who are either have lost their jobs or lost their income for the foreseeable future or are really nervous that they're about to lose their jobs and i feel i've never felt so privileged in this situation um as I do right now so I'm thinking about what I can do to help other people because I'm probably going to be okay and it's you know I'm just worried about my mum really 
Um, and I just miss my friends. And I want to just, like, be able to touch people and snog people. Like, that's ultimately, <laughs> like, we talk about intimacy a lot on this podcast. Platonic intimacy and otherwise. And I just am missing intimacy a lot. Um, yeah. Just even I, like, for my friends. I, Instagram post that was like, kiss your friend or your cuddly toy. And I was like... You're fucking joking. You want me to kiss my cuddly toy over Cassie? A joke. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that you don't, haven't replaced me just yet. No. But I am getting to the point now where it's obviously Mother's Day on Sunday. Yeah. Um, and I uh, I already saw my mum last weekend. We will definitely talk about how oh my Cassie God. met my mum. Oh, my God. But so I've um, actually now thought of I'm going to make her a video um, of my cuddly animals performing a interpretive dance to Your Love is My Love by Whitney Houston. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> <For Mother's Day. laughs> I've reached that point of, of like, well, cabin fever setting in. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I was actually thinking we might get more episodes done because yeah, we've got less. We've got, I like, we're just going to be less busy generally. And I feel like we might actually record more Talk episodes. About some deep shit. Yeah. Of it's going to get deep. Malvin off all the time. Yeah. Which is definitely what I do. Which we can do. Um, we still have Instagram. We still have Facebook. Um, please message us and let us know what you would like us to talk about or questions queries comments thoughts that you would like to us uh, us to explore in our podcast we're still taking recommendations yes we are always yes um, we like to hear from people like yeah we just did a so we did our first live video a minute ago instagram live uh hello thank you to all the the people that like came in were like Hi, mostly Gabby. Hi, Gabby. Um, and that was really fun. So we're also thinking about doing live, like scheduled live Instagram videos where we have a little bit of a conversation on camera, like facing each other in a way that makes it look like Cassie's eyes are on my face. <laughs> it's really funny. But the thing is, is that it looks like that for you, but it doesn't look like that for me. I know. But... So... So I, I couldn't have see what it was hilarious. Yeah, you, I, I couldn't see so what you good. were laughing at. Anyway, it's being an idiot, really. But um, I th- yeah, so we're thinking about doing some more like scheduled uh, Instagram live videos of like chatting, like tea with Cassie and Bridget. Like woohoo! Um, <laughs> and then, um, uh, and that's a really good thing actually because um, like Instagram Live is proving to be the the person of the hour really mm, yeah you know, instagram live before was like kind of i don't know i felt i was, felt it was a bit like mm, i hit a miss dubious because like sometimes a video was shit or like you couldn't really didn't load or whatever because it's usually people doing it at busy events with loads of people <clears throat> but now instagram live is working because it's just what like one or two people in their house that's really working really well so a good example of this is uh, a special subject did a Instagram live punk gig the other day. So a bunch of different artists that were, were they supposed to play or were they just, some of them were supposed to play? Some of them were supposed to play. Yeah. I think some gigs anyway. And they were all artists that um, Specialist Subject has out, like has on the label. Yeah. So we um, had them, they all each did like a set. They took over the Instagram 
stories for like 20 minutes, half an hour to do their sets. And it was amazing. It was it so might have been great. my favourite gig that I've been to for <laughs> ages. Like I was just in my PJs doing yoga, listening to to uh, Witching Waves. Like, hello. It was Perfect. so, so great. And I think it really like cheered everyone up. It really like lifted people's spirits. And it was like people from all over the world and like people really getting involved in the chat. And yeah. like it was really like brought the community together. And like in the end, over 2000 people were watching. And yeah, like that's, that's so cool, isn't it? And I'm just yeah. so proud of them. And I'm so in particular proud of Erica Freeze because she is the person who like pulled it all together. And like you may know Erica already. She was in an amazing punk band called Reviver and she does her own solo stuff as well. She's in a band called Somnia um, and her solo record, her new solo record has just come out on Special Subject. So you should check that the hell out and check out all their other artists as well. But um, she also works with Special Subject and she put the whole thing together and it was like so well done and obviously reached a lot of people and we like watched it as a house and it was like yeah it's like the comfiest gig I've ever been to <laughs> I was in yeah in my pajamas on the sofa and it was just so nice to feel felt like we were all at a gig together and yeah, it was, it was really, really, nice. really really nice um and we had like sets from Dog Eyed and Toodles and Hectic Pity doing did a set together. So Callum and Harry <coughs> did some duets as well. That was amazing. We had Immy, we had Catherine from Fresh, Witching Waves, AJJ, Jeff Rosenstock. Um, have I missed anyone? Oh, Erica. <laughs> Erica, Erica did a set too. Um, oh, oh no, not Trumpet. No. Uh, uh, have I missed anyone? I feel like I've missed someone, but maybe I haven't. I hope not. Um, mm -hmm. But it was bloody great. We'll double check. Yeah. But um, uh, I really hope that not just special subject, but like other labels and bands do similar. Because um, it was like, you know, it was so refreshing and so like wholesome. And I know it meant a lot to a lot of people. So it was, yeah, it was yeah. super good. It's a really good thing to do and it inspired me to then go on and do um uh, book launches for a couple of our poets who have books that are already out or that are coming out later this month who have just had like three grand's worth of gigs and jobs cancelled in uh, just a few days kind of thing so their whole yeah like their whole income is, is completely up in the air. They have no idea what they're doing. Mm. Um, you know, and obviously they they sell their books through doing the gigs and things like that. So um, the special subject one was really great. And so then that gave me the idea to do live stream book launches. We're doing one on the 29th of March, which is Sunday. It's at 1 p.m., um, but it will be British summertime by then. Woohoo! Woo! Um, so, uh, yeah, don't forget to... to note that when you're thinking of the date um the time so it's 1 p.m um and agnes is going to be um doing a reading from the book that's really great and then we're doing one for maria ferguson on the 8th of april um which is also going to be amazing and maria's going to have some support acts and things like that doing some stuff as well uh which is going to be really exciting and if you've never ever been to a poetry gig before now is your opportunity now's a chance mm. you can go to a poetry gig without having to like put time aside in your schedule or like pay or 
whatever like you can experience poetry from the comfort of your own home now that's perfect so, that's like a perfect opportunity to dip your toe in and think about whether you, in the future like you would like to actually go like maybe that's going to like bring a lot of new people through the door because you I hope so. that'd be really nice yeah i really hope so like i've always been trying to like be really encouraging of the punk scene integrating with the poetry scene a little bit more and like going to see the artists and stuff because there's a lot of similarities between DIY punk artists and and poets that blend would be great and I think uh yeah doing a a launch on the so they're both taking over the Burning Eye Instagram account um for like an hour two hours they're going to be answering questions uh they're going to be doing poems while the post offices are still open they are still selling books which is amazing and really exciting so if you've never been to a poetry event any uh, and you really want to go now's your chance you Woo. can come Woo. Yeah. That's, so good that's really so, yeah. cool technology is great yeah i'm really enjoying like getting into or getting to know uh technology that i didn't really use before like so i'd, I'd never done instagram live before before earlier and i was like oh this is actually quite fun so and I am fucking vain as hell. So people are gonna have to put up with me doing like um doing Instagram live and whatever else. Um because I'm yeah. annoying and I need attention. So and this is like for someone who needs attention as much as me, this whole social distancing thing is not helpful. <laughs> tell validate me someone can people validate me (laughs) just send me stuff i do i love you uh yeah you yeah you have been validating me what are you doing are you making tea or something no i'm just gathering some bits to remind myself of what to talk about on the podcast oh right see this is this is this is the weird thing is that um you know I can see, to you yeah, I can see what you're doing, and this is so fucking interesting to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is like no, a I'm weird. Tea. I'm drinking wine. Weird, um, like one camera film. This is amazing. I'm um, very into it. It's my art film. <laughs> so, oh, I'm sat on my hot water bottle, and it's kind of pleasant on my ass. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, a lot of people have been discussing what this time is good for. I think, to be honest, everyone just needs a, a break. And I know, like, not taking into anything else into account there, but just the simple fact of, the hu- like, us as humans, the society, everyone just, we all deserve a break, a breather, chance to, like, catch our breath. And even though this is a terrible circumstance, I think it's going to hopefully afford people the opportunity to take that time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I hope people use the time that they have wisely. Yeah, and I I think, I hope that um, for some people it will mean doing some stuff that they have been putting off or Mm -hmm. like, um, yeah. and, you know, the government has just announced, uh, obviously I'm not like backing the Tories in any way, but the the government has just announced a whole load of like like, financial support packages um, for yeah. businesses and employees and I was totally shocked uh, because I was like holy shit have they just announced some pretty socialist policies so yeah, stuff like 80% yeah salary of, coverage of, yeah. which is more than so the highest before that was I think Denmark which is 75% yeah 
Wow. Um, so we have gone above that, which seems absolutely nuts to me and awesome. So that businesses can pay 80% of people's salaries and can top it up to 100% if they want to um, so that they don't have to lay people off. And that is just like, that's going to be such a lifeline for so yeah. many thousands and thousands of people. And I, I hope that that means that um, for people who can't be at work and can't work from home, have that comfort and that that coverage of their salary and can and can use the time to have a rest like like you say so many people deserve it and I know that's maybe like a really light way to look at it and I'm in a very privileged position um but you know and and I the other the flip side of that I guess is what I'm trying not to do is put too much of pressure on myself to use the time to do all of the things do you know what I mean so like and then when all this is over I look back and go oh my god I didn't like re-landscape the garden and I didn't like (laughs) you know wash all the walls and the windows and like I don't want to put pressure on myself by being like I must do all of these things um I've got a lot of books to read um I want to keep in routine as much as I can I am enjoying being back running like the last couple of nights I've gone running which is really has been really great to just get outside and get some fresh air and get the the rain on my face um so I really have appreciated that and I wonder like I well I I I wonder like how much I will get back into running <laughs> over this time. But um, but yeah, I hope that that support is actually delivered to people yeah, quickly. And people feel safe and supported in that time. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's, um, it's a weird fucking time. But I'm um, very into how much people are getting hold of the technology and using it for good. I've got mm. um, some friends who, if I wasn't on this... Uh, if I wasn't recording the podcast right now, I would be doing a group hangout pub quiz on online with folks uh, who are who are doing that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, the other really positive thing that I've seen about people using their time is having lots of time to masturbate, and um, you know, I mean. Uh, I have read a few articles that have, like, you know, sex toy sales have soared. Yeah, sex toy sales week. have absolutely <laughs> soared, um, which I find fascinating. And um, because, of course, I do. Uh, yeah, it's just, like, a great time to, like, maybe spend some time getting to know your body, um, especially if you are not living with a partner or you can't see your partner or you don't have a partner. Um, all like of if, the above. Yeah, all of the above. Um <laughs> It's like a great time to really get to know what you like. And then once we're let loose in the world again, you will be uh, really ready to tell everyone what it is that you really like. Um, I feel like you're really directing this at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no comment. No okay. yeah. comment. Um, I did do something great today, though, that I wanted to tell you about. Um, it's not to do with wanking. Oh, it, well, it's not to do with me wanking, anyway. Oh, okay, um, come on. <laughs> so, you know how for, like, five years I've been going on about wanting to be a sex therapist and not actually doing anything about it? Yeah. And this is maybe not a great time to think about career change. Um, but today I emailed, I sent two emails. All day? Only no, <laughs> no, I 
okay, these are not work-related emails. I sent many work-related emails. Not work-related emails. When I finished work, I sent two emails. One to someone who is a clinical psychologist and one to a person who is a historian of sex and relationships and their mum is a sex therapist. And these are two people who my colleague gave his friends with and gave me their emails and was like, you need to stop thinking about this and actually start understanding what you need to do to make this happen, to become a sex and relationships therapist. And so I actually sent these two emails of people that are going to help me get on this path to training. So tiny steps, but I actually started investigating what the fucking hell I need to do to become to become a sex therapist yeah you did so I'm so proud of you thanks (laughs) I just yeah I've just been putting it off for so long and I finally sent these fucking emails so I will see what they say and it's probably yeah not a great time to be thinking about swapping careers but uh at some point well you know it's always a good time to think about things. Yeah, yeah. And maybe if I've got a bit of extra time, I can, yeah, I can start planning and thinking. But that's what I want to do. And it's been ages. I've wanted to do it for ages. So, um, yeah, and the more I think know. about it, like, I think I would be a great sex therapist. You have therapized me good, <laughs> baby. <laughs> yeah, I have been sex therapizing you for a while. I'm very proud of your progress. Thanks. <laughs> thank you i love you. i love that you're rolling a joint on camera this is just so if it, it genuinely feels like i'm with you because that is what you would be doing anyway yeah hello <laughs> everybody we're just just gonna get high while, while we chat i'm just gonna get high while this whole thing happens yeah. i had two bags of weed i'm down to one already so I mean, let's not talk about dealers and stuff. But it's okay, actually, because I bought some CBD oil. So I did a, I woke up the other morning and um, so I've chosen this time to come off my medication, which is uh, sertraline that I was on daily for the last couple of years to help with my like depression and grief and stuff like that. And since I started doing therapy, I decided that it was time to come off the medication because I only wanted it to be a temporary thing anyway. So I had a few, a bumpy few weeks where I was, absolutely off the walls (laughs) and I kind of got to a good place with it and then obviously the coronavirus hit the UK and I kind of decided to social distance and I decided to use that time to completely come off my meds altogether so there were a couple of mornings where I woke up and was just like not in my right mind but I went on to the H&M website and bought some pants in the sale and some Mickey Mouse PJs and um, and then I bought some CBD oil and some porridge oats from Holland and Barrett. That really made me feel better, actually. <laughs> I love that you. I bought some CBD oil and some porridge oats. Perfect. That sounds great. That's really great. Uh, I just I can't find porridge oats anywhere. Like really, I couldn't find any when I went to the supermarket that one time, and then decided never to go back to the supermarket. I mean, we could definitely drop you off some because we've got that huge sack of porridge oh. oats. Oh, mate! Well, I just ordered some. Well, when so when you run out again, let yeah, me let know, you know, and we can like fill up a bag for you. That's such a good idea. Thanks, yeah. Paul. Yeah, we're eating a lot of porridge in this house. 
Yeah, I mean, Hannah, Hannah's a porridge fiend as it is. Yeah, we've already got through one bag of that those oats. This is bag number two. Have you made cookies yet? What, from the oats? Yeah. Liam made some yesterday. Uh, you need to get... I, I went out and bought a massive tub of peanut butter, mm. uh, you know, to last, but also to bake with. Yeah. I've got a really good oat and peanut butter cookie recipe. I will Ooh. send it to you. Yes, please. Oh, I should make some bloody flapjack. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So usually on the podcast we would talk about shows that we've been to and shows that we're looking forward to there were a lot of shows that i was looking forward to i'm supposed to be at sound of music tonight watching at the theater with my mum but that's been cancelled um i was looking forward to a lot of gigs and we're not going to list them all because it's just too sad it's just too sad but can i just shout out to the folks at Manchester Punk Festival, who had to take the really, really difficult decision to pull MPF this year, which I can't, like... I mean, all, all any festivals or any shows that have been pulled, like, you know, they have so many international acts. It's a very big, multi-venue festival. Um, and, yeah, all those bands um, have, having that show pulled and so many tours that have been pulled. And I think obviously they've made the right decision, but um, just a shout out to to them and um, and to to folks involved because yeah, tricky, tricky, tricky times, and we only got a partial refund on our Airbnb, didn't we? Our shag pad. Yeah, our shag pad, which we deliberately got a more expensive Airbnb so we could both have a double bed so that we could both have sex over the weekend. Devastated literally yeah, devastated so there goes that but yeah also a big you know shout out to all of the bands and the people that put it all together like any festival like when they i've never been to glastonbury but when they cancelled Glastonbury, i was like oh oh god yeah like it's such a massive operation to cancel something like that mm. and um you know you build up and you build up put so much work in and then it's it's so difficult so we were going to talk about the gigs that we're looking forward to going to as i'm sure you guys were looking forward to some amazing events um but instead we're going to talk about the things that are kind of um lightening our moods helping us through difficult parts of the day books that we've been reading um music that we've been listening to uh that kind of thing just to give you guys some recommendations um if you are on the lookout for something to read or some new music to listen to, or you just want to listen to Chips and Bees podcast, which is obviously fine. <laughs> <laughs> I am listening to a lot of music because I listen to music while I'm working. It helps me stay motivated and stops me from getting distracted because I'm very easily distracted. Uh, I need pushing to be in the zone. I'm not a great home worker. Uh, I never have been so even when I was like we have the opportunity to work from home if you need to the only times that I work from home is if my mental health is particularly bad um, and I feel like I can't be in a big open plan office but generally I don't work from home very well but I um, find that music really really helps so I've been listening to a lot of 90s dance music Um, (laughs) because it's really like pumping and it really helps me stay motivated so it's really like uh, 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 you know (laughs) was that dance music or was that a porno I don't know (laughs) I don't know I'm still trying to 
figure that out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I can't listen to that. I've like had classical FM on for like, like, uh, I feel partly because like, I quite like the news updates in between. Like it, it normalizes things for me. Mm. Like regulates the day a bit. I can kind of deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, lots of lots of classical music. I really like classical music anyway. Classical FM is way better than BBC Radio Three anyway. BBC Radio Three is like, I don't know, like it's a bit hit and miss. But Classic FM, like, you know, you'll be getting up in the morning and they'll be like, and here's the Jurassic Park theme, and you'll be like, yes, you know, <laughs> it's great, it's so good. <clears throat> and uh, John Suchet is my favourite classical FM DJ. He DJs from nine till one in the afternoon, and he has a very lovely voice oh. and it's very it's very nice to listen to in the morning so if you're looking for for a good morning routine i'd suggest maybe sticking that on and kind of pottering around getting up that kind of thing it's quite nice that's good it's nice what, um, check it out. what particular bangers have you been listening to though so i've been listening to a lot of my buzzing in ibiza playlist okay which i really love um, so what are the bangers on there? So you've got a little bit of... So there's a li- there is a little bit of pop as well. And there's some early to mid-2000s R&B and UK Garage uh, on there. So there is some Craig David. There is some So Solid Crew. Uh, oh, so but there's also like, you know, Entrance, Set You Free. Set You Free! Uh, yeah, great, great Bangers. 90s bangers. Um, there's also some Little Mix on there. Um, oh yeah there's i'm really hit and miss with little mix oh really hit and miss with little mix. <laughs> because some of their songs actually like we've talked about there was like that song power they've got power yeah. yeah and i really like it but then i really hate Stormzy's rapping it i yeah. find it really condescending and i'm like no, i don't I but just... you know you know there's the album version that doesn't have his bit yeah that's the one i usually listen yeah. to yeah and no offense to Stormzy, it's just that particular rap that i'm not yeah very keen on to be honest yeah but uh, yeah some of their other songs as well i'm like like uh black magic ugh. Hate it. Oh hate it. God, I but love salute, that song. Fucking love it. And uh, "Woman Like Me" is a banger. Yeah. yeah. With Nicki Minaj, that's a good song. I can't believe you don't like Black Magic. Oh shit! It's it's about cum from the, vaginas. Oh, really? Like why? I don't get it. I don't get why you wouldn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I didn't know it was about cum. So maybe psychologically, I just don't like it because it's about well calm. <laughs> take a sip of my secret potion. I'll make you fall in love. Yeah, yeah. My in my a spell that can't be broken. That song. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, that's probably why I don't like it so much. I think anyway. I only realised that it was really filthy when I did it at karaoke once, okay. and I, and then I like because you know you don't really know all the lyrics until you do it at karaoke. Yeah, karaoke reveals a lot. Yeah, and then all the lyrics come up, and I was like, what the fuck? This song is filthy. But you were really into it, then? Of course I was really into it. 100%. (laughs) 100%. I was thinking the other day that imagine if Love Island was happening right now. Wait, did you see that about the German bloody Big Brother? No. So the German Germany Big Brother was still going until like earlier this week. Yeah. 
and then they told all the housemates what what were happening. But up until that point, they had no idea that yeah. countries were going on lockdown and borders yeah, were closing. Of course. And they were just in the jacuzzi, you know, smoking and drinking. Because the thing the it. thing is, it's probably safer for them to stay in there though. Because yeah, they're they're so. not interacting with anyone else. There's only yeah. them in there. So it's like they're not gonna come into contact with the virus. But obviously they're away from their families. But Yeah, so yeah. I think they probably cancelled it. Yeah. I'm not sure. I didn't follow up. Wild. Just briefly back to music though. One yeah. thing it's, it's a sad thing, but also a great thing. Sadly, Bridget and I were supposed to be seeing Princess Nokia tomorrow, oh, and it's, it's sorry I, did, I mentioned it, um, and we're really sad. But one thing, huge recommendation alert, wheel, 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 recommendation alert. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> that was cute. Um, is that princess nokia if you don't know is an amazing rapper and singer and they brought out two albums in one day like who drops two bangers in one day like what the fuck that Um, was pretty great it was pretty great and one is called everything is beautiful which is like to me it's like pure summer hip-hop vibes it's just like makes me feel like pure sunshine and like you know walking down the street in your tiny shorts and your halter neck top like looking cute like that's what it reminds me of um (laughs) or like uh you know the will smith video for summertime summer summer summertime yeah yeah, in case you yeah, didn't know. Exactly, in case you didn't know. Um, yeah. So yeah, it reminds me of that. So that's everything's beautiful, and then everything sucks is like a grimy, filthy, bassy hip hop album, and it's fucking. They're both awesome, but in completely different ways. Um, yeah. So I've been listening. Amazing. I've been listening to those two albums on repeat for about a month now, and I really, yeah. Oh my god, we're both obsessed. Yeah, I'm more obsessed really with Princess Nokia as a person. What's that song? Sugar Honey Iced Tea. Oh, yeah. Sugar Honey Iced Tea. It's a particular banger, and it, as is Gemini from the... Um, oh, yeah. Because you're a horoscope hoe. That's what Princess Nokia says. I am Gryffindor, but I move like snake. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wow. Yeah. Great, great, uh, impressive rap scenes coming from Bridget right now. <laughs> Wow. Oh my god. I'm like that guy that made it to like the the semi-finals of um what was that Netflix hip hop show with Riv- Rhythm and Flow. Rhythm and Flow. Sam what's his name? Oh, what's the white name? guy. Sam Cook or something? No, not Sam. Sam I can't remember something. Like, he something. was adorable. He yeah, was so adorable. Yeah. But I see so much of myself in him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he was adorable. He was like a beastie boy baby. A beastie baby. Yeah, beastie baby. Beastie baby. Princess Nokia should definitely go on that show. Not to compete, but to perform because... Yeah, or to be a judge. Or, yeah, could you imagine her and Cardi B and Chance the Rapper? Yeah, Yeah, because they need to replace, what's his name, T.I. Oh, yeah. Because he's a prick. Oh, God. He's terrible. Yeah, really bad. What a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. If you didn't know, 
he takes his daughter, his 16, is she 16, 15 or 16 year old daughter to the doctor every year to get her hymen checked to see that if she's still a virgin, which A, is gross, sexist, patriarchal grossness bullshit. But also the hymen isn't an indicator of virginity. So you're a fucking idiot, T.I. Also, did you know that you can have sex? So for some people where they're, because the hymen is a flexible membrane, you can okay. have sex. You can have sex, and your hymen not break. So oh. even if it's intact, it might mean that you're not a virgin, but your your particular hymen is just really flexible. So and it just hasn't broken. Oh. Um, so because it's just it's just a like it's a tissue membrane. Like it's like it's it is very thin. But for some people, it doesn't break. Is this making you feel uncomfortable? No, it was just thinking how proud I am of you like a great sex therapist <laughs> thank you yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to starting my training on the Instagram live video earlier you showed us your your books of your what's next for you in the reading but what are you reading right now so I am reading um, it's called Stonewall 25 the making of the lesbian and gay community in Britain and it is a really lovely collection of essays just talking about, yeah, the, the lesbian and gay community in Britain. So the idea is that it was so it was written in 1994, which was 20, the 25th anniversary of the Stonewall riots. So right. and they were kind of because obviously that happened in America. They wanted to build a collection that kind of demonstrated the impact that that had on LGBT communities in um in Britain and to talk to people. So there's people who are famous in here um, who have um, submitted essays, but they're also like just regular members of the public. So there's a person who um, is a driving instructor who grew up in Jersey, like for example, which is super interesting. Um, but there's like, so there's essays from Ian McKellen in here, the actor. There's oh, cool. a really, really beautiful essay from um, Just, Justin Fashnew, who was the first out gay footballer in Britain. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he was a black gay man. And what's really, like, devastating about that essay is that Justin took his own life um, a few years after that. And yeah. it's really emotional to read the story of his coming out in the public eye, how much hate he got, but why he did it, um, and the young people that he met that he wanted to support by coming out. And also by the end of the essay, like you get, and they're really short, they're like really short pieces, but like you get a sense of how much, like how much hope he had for the future. And obviously that hope disappeared somehow. Um, so he felt so much hope at that period of time about what the future would hold for him as a black gay footballer in the public eye. But some somewhere along the way that, that disappeared and that's really sad but there's some really funny things in here and like um i think the only thing you have to bear in mind is that it was written in 1994 so it's a very binary look at the queer community it's very there are lesbians and there are gay men the end like there's nothing in between really but they do start to use like they are they do talk about identity politics and they politics and they talk about queer as like a word like an umbrella term but it's really 
like yeah it's really like some bits of it are really funny some of it's really sad and i guess the main reason that i'm reading it i picked it up in a charity shop a couple of years ago and i'm just getting around to reading it now um yeah. one thing that i really think about political movements i love i really hope that the audio caught that wine pouring there um <laughs> The, the thing that I really think um, about younger generations is making sure that we know where the building of our communities came from and the history yeah. of our communities. And that goes yeah. for like like feminist movements, queer communities, black communities, like for me anyway. Um, and like I was very, I was a small child during the AIDS epidemic um, and during like um, Section 28 of the Local Government Act. Um, I was a small child and I don't remember and I don't know what the impact was on LGBT communities. Like I didn't live through that as an adult. So that's why, like, that's one thing that this book is really giving me because it's like a snapshot of yeah. LGBT life at that time. Yeah. And it talks a lot about where, like the his the history for those people. And that's something I can never understand, but I think it's important for us young queers to connect, try and connect with that. Um, yeah. So that's, also, yeah, that's really you cool. learn so much from history. Yeah. History is there to be recorded by the right people. Like we live in such an interesting time now because we record our own history for yeah. the first time. Yeah. Before, you know, women weren't writing Women in this country were not writing their own histories until, like, the beginning of the 19th century. Mm. Like, maybe, yeah, just, like, 17th century. Mm. But, like, there was nothing, like, you know, history was written about a particular group of people, a particular cast of people. And now history is, like, we're, every time we write a Facebook status or a tweet or a blog post or put something on the internet, we are recording our own history. Mm. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And that's, that's going to be really interesting Yeah, to, it, this... to see how that then shapes up in mm. the years to come. Like, this podcast is an archive. Yeah. But this podcast is an archive of, like, queer feminist DIY punk thought of the 2010s and 20s. Yeah, it's 20s yeah bloody hell it is now yeah what you hello, future listeners <laughs> hello what are you reading right now well i have finally finished the ministry of utmost happiness oh my god you finished it yeah uh, uh the ministry of utmost happiness is by uh arundhati roy who also wrote the god of small things which was, and this is like kind of a sequel onto that, but they can be read as standalone things. And I have been reading it for about four months. Um, it is such a dense book, but it's it's kind of one of those books where if you persevere, it rewards you. You know, those kinds of books. Mm. Um, and I'm really glad that I did. And the ending is really beautiful. What an amazing storyteller. Like amazing, like really, really enjoyed it. You re yeah, I was um, just about to ask you. Did you actually? It may may have taken you a long time, but did you actually yeah. enjoy it? The book is like focused on like various people, so it has like lots of cross narratives among it. But basically, it's set from like the nineteen eighty four to like two thousand and five or something in India, and there's a lot to do about Kashmir in there and in like Hindi nationalism 
and it's got trans women in there um and kidnapped babies and Kashmiri uprising and militants and it's like very gory in places and then very beautiful like the next page it's mm-hmm. it's one of those kind of whew, takes you all over the place but it's it's so vibrant like a poet's written it it's beautiful mm-hmm. it's really really good um so even though I was like oh I'm not gonna finish this book I'm now like oh I finished the book Aww. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of felt like that about the Audre Lorde book that I just finished before I started Stonewall 25, um, which is not as long as Ministry of Utmost Happiness. But it's so it's not as fat, but it's tall. It's always, yeah. <laughs> like it's just like a it's like like physically it's just a bigger book. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. And the first few chapters I was like, I am enjoying this, but I feel like I'm just not getting through it. And then I just really started to fall in love with it. Um, oh, the book I'm talking about is called, it's by Audre Lorde and it's called Zami, a new spelling of my name. Um, and Zami is a Caracal slang word for lesbian. So a Car- Caribbean slang word for lesbian. And fuck me, that book hit me in the soul. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, this, I've never felt so fucking seen in my life. It basically tells um, the story of, of Audra's life from about the age of four to the age of 23. So before oh. she was a published author. And yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's just really beautiful. And yeah, you just have to think kind of, you know, 1950s, being a black lesbian in 1950s New York, which was not always the most fun. I no. think. <laughs> um, but it sounds great though. Yeah. The way she talks about like, obviously that intersection of her blackness and her queerness is like just so beautiful. And oh, the way the, just the way that she describes like the way, <laughs> the way she describes like sexuality, the way she describes sex the way she describes like loving someone holding someone touching someone like honestly the way she describes oral sex is like (laughs) i was like is she talking about that wait yeah she is like that is (laughs) fucking beautiful and magical and maybe that's how i'll think about oral sex from now on i don't know it's like it's like you know i rested my face between the mound <laughs> like in the the mound between your legs and drank from the magic stream or something <laughs> like not actually like that that would be really bad but like it's Take just... a sip of my secret <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly like that maybe that's where little mix got the um the inspiration for that song maybe who knows maybe i've misread them this whole time yeah um maybe, maybe. they're secret audra lord fans that would be amazing <laughs> but yeah like no it was really beautiful and then it took me like two days to get over it when i finished it. oh yeah i like i just had to sit with it for a while and not read anything else i was yeah, like i need a break I those books. um i was just i need to sit i need to sit with this i need to sit with these feelings um that i am having but yeah there's a book that i'm doing that with that i keep having to like dip in and out of mm. um but paul and jane from for book's sake um got it got it me got it me got it for me for christmas for my birthday 
and it's a collection of essays by uh, female and non-binary identifying artists who have like suffered some kind of mental health or like addiction or like body dysphoria or some kind of oppressive hardship that they've had to get over or work into their art so uh it's a collection of essays this is a second edition um it's called live through this and i like the i don't know if it was an intentional whole reference there like live through this the whole mm. album which is great uh this one's got um a forward from amanda palmer but bell hooks has got an essay in there um and i've been reading like an essay every now and again just to like remind myself of where I'm going and where I've come from and stuff like that. Yeah. So I definitely recommend that. And that's really good. I think it's edited by Sabrina Chap. So if you're looking for something to like reinvigorate your art, or make you sad, or make you feel less alone and less bad about having some kind of artist writes block or whatever it is, then lead through this um, is a great selection of essays that you might like. Cool. Sort of helping me, which is quite nice. That's really nice. Yeah. I don't know if I... I think I told you that I went to see, before this happened, I went to see the Toni Morrison documentary a couple yes. of weeks ago at The Cube. Oh, my God. It was amazing. If you get a chance to see it, probably not in a cinema right now, but if it you can find... I think someone said that it is going to be on Netflix. Oh, amazing. Uh, at some point. Um, It is called... What is it called? Toni Morrison all the pieces of me or something or is it just called pieces of me all the pieces I am all the pieces I am I think it's called um uh Toni Morrison was an author I think she passed away last year amazing black feminist editor and author all-round legend all-round badass I wish she wasn't dead obviously much like audra lord i really wish these two black women were not dead so i can squeeze i could write to them and squeeze them um i uh tony morrison is kind of like the amazing strong encouraging black grandma that you wish you had uh she's totally awesome so yeah definitely watch the tony morrison even if like i have never actually read any of her books but i just know who she is i know about her and i literally left the cinema just like i want to read all of her books and one of her books called beloved is now in my in my uh to read pile over there Um, oh nice so someone from work bought it for me so that was really nice uh but yeah definitely check yeah, that I'll documentary just out. seek that out that sounds really good yeah i'm kind of in the mood more in the mood for documentaries than i am fiction right now yeah but i have been re-watching sense8 and if you haven't seen sense8 sense8 is a sci-fi dystopia uh netflix se- series by the twin sisters who did the matrix i can't remember what the name is it begins with w wachowski Wachowski sisters. Yeah. yeah so the Wachowski sisters uh, made a, a Netflix series called Sent Day, which came out a few years ago, and it's uh, done filming now. They they finished it. They did like a wrap up of like a two hour special episode uh, because uh, they ran out of funding because it cost so much money to produce because they went to all of these countries all around the world and filmed mm. in these countries, and you can see like, like this is like my second or third time rewatching it, but you can tell like in the 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 difference in production in each country Mm. so like in like when there's a birth scene when they're all seeing their birth like 
depending on what country they're in. Like there's, you know, so in like India, they would only show the baby clean and like not, you know, covered in placenta and blood and things like that. Whereas mm. in the UK, it was like everything, you know, crowning and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and like you could you can tell in the like Sensitive it's an amazing snap. show. The script is amazing. Um, the like representation in it is amazing everyone in it is so cute and hot and adorable and there's loads of orgies yeah which i feel like if cassie was describing sense8 then cassie would have started off by telling you about the orgies (laughs) there's lots of (laughs) there's a show right and there's loads of orgies (laughs) (laughs) you know me too well i know i know yeah Um, but it's an amazing show and it's like there's a lot of like hard hitting stuff in it but there's also so many like tear joke tear jerking heartwarming moments in it as well so i definitely recommend it if you're looking for an excuse to just cry a bit (laughs) yeah i also recommend it that's all i have to say about that i first watched it when i was going through a breakup uh maybe not the best time to watch it but also so i did cry a lot and I think even if you're not going through a hard time, you'll probably still cry. It was, yeah, it's amazing. Just go watch it. That's all I have to say. Yeah. It's so different from so many other shows, sci-fi yeah. shows and stuff. And yeah. it has such a good emphasis on the right kind of people. Yeah, the representation is fucking there. Like, I love sci-fi so much, but I hate a lot of sci-fi. Because even even when there is, like, a female protagonist so much of the other cast is so male dominated and the mm. the script is written by men and you can tell and like it's just it's a whole thing within the sci-fi genre that i'm not okay with but sense a is is probably one of the best sci-fis yeah for, for a long time yeah i mean there's a trans protagonist like yeah what the fuck and her like black lesbian girlfriend yeah and like their opening scene is them having sex yeah yeah that's amazing it's it's great. It's a really good show. Yeah. I obviously blush during every episode. Of course you do. Well. Bless you. You're so cute. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, but if you have any recommendations for things that we should watch, please let us know because we've got a lot of time on our hands. Yeah. Well. Yeah, mate. I hope everyone's surviving. I think we're going to be bringing you maybe slightly more regular episodes. Who knows? I don't want to promise anything. Uh, but i think we're going to be bringing you serious distraction content we're going to be talking about podcasts books films tv shows music Uh. things to dance to things to scream to conversation about plants poetry we're going to be talking about the the greatest orgasms that we're having oh Uh, i did have a really good one the other day actually before yeah. the lockdown, before, well, yeah. not that we've had a lockdown, but before I locked myself down. Yeah, what when? Because yeah. you had sex. I did. I had sex, and um, the person that I had sex with is very good at sex, and gave it was you, very good sex. Gave you a great yeah. orgasm. And yeah, they gave me a great orgasm, and it was absolutely lovely. Good. And it was fabulous. Um, why can't I just be cool about these things? <laughs> I'm trying not to think about how long it's going to be until I actually get to have sex again. Uh, yeah, just, just, I'm just putting that out of my brain. I've had two glasses of wine now. Yes. Um, let's actually round off the episode. We'll definitely check in 
with you guys soon. Keep an eye on our Instagram account because that's when we'll be posting about scheduled live streams and things like that. We totally love you. Love you. Stay in touch with us. If you're feeling alone, reach out to us. We'll be reaching out to you. Uh, Drop us a line. Join us on Instagram Live. Um, And just like, if you just want to chat, feel free. Like, just drop us a line. We love you. Just drop me the line. (laughs) Just drop me the line, ambassador. That's not how it goes. Anyway, (laughs) look after yourselves and each other, as Jerry Springer would say. Love you. Bye.